on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Well, how did your family take it when you told them the boundary that you set? Um, by that time, they have already seen how he acts. And he does, this is the thing, if you, if you are, if you know you did something wrong and you apologize for it sincerely and make actions to, you, you can't take away what you did. However, you can put in some positive actions into the world mm-hmm. to minimize all the negative you did. I love that. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. The Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. This is going to be a really good topic tonight because um, it's always refreshing to talk to people who I know personally, and you just never know what people have gone through or what they're going through currently. And when you get to do that, you learn to give people grace and empathy just because you never know where people came from, what they've experienced. And if you did experience something, you know, just know that you're not the only person. But before we get into it, uh, let me play this intro. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly water. 
levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. All right, we are back. So let's go over a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Again, my name is Ursula B, and I'm just a black girl trying to get her shift together. I want us all to try to get our shift together tonight. Before we do that, please like, comment, share this video with people. That way it it, um, almost agitates the algorithms to get up so that more people will come out and watch my podcast. It would be great on the audio podcast. Whatever you're doing right now, stop and press the follow button because I know you're going to really enjoy this. And also when you follow me, when you follow uh, Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together, when you subscribe to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together, when you share the content, it's almost as if turning on the light switch and brightening up the room when you come in and give your girl a, a if you find it in your heart, a, a five-star review. All right. Um, this is going to be interesting tonight. I just want to let everyone know that um, we will be talking about some topics that could be triggering for people. So just please um, just know that it is, definitely a trigger for some people. So feel free to log off whenever you'd like. Um, it's just my duty to let you all know ahead of time, but certain things we can't say on YouTube anyway. All right. So tonight I'm talking to the wonderful, beautiful sister of mine. Her name is Gigi. Gigi is a wellness and trauma coach. She knows about trauma. A lot of us do, but the difference is, is that there's healing in the conversation. When there's a lot of talk and healing comes, that's when you unburden and that's when uh, certain topics can be um, destigmatized and that lessens the guilt and shame. So with that said, I'm going to bring my beautiful guest out of the waiting room. Oh, okay. Someone zhuzhed it up. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peace, Gigi. And blessings to you, sis. Oh, Quita. She just asked me, am I live in two places? <gasps> Quita, let me know what the other video is. Uh, the other one was a pre-recorded, but apparently I didn't change the date correctly. So let me know what the topic is. But you know what? If it's streaming live, this is the live version right here. So um, there's just more of us to share. There's more of black girls. There's just more black girls getting their shift together at the same time. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the heads up, Quita. And Quita, um, I'm going to email you tonight. All right. Enough talk. So tonight, Gigi, thank you so much for coming on. Um it not it? And as a FYI for everyone, Gigi is my most current guest, obviously. But guess what? She was my first YouTube guest ever in this shift universe. Yes, yes, yes. 
And I'm back, I'm back. That was, what, almost two years ago? Yes, ma'am. Oh my God. Yes. We have grown so much. <laughs> oh my God. We, we really grown a lot. We really grown a lot. <laughs> That's really putting it in perspective now. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be in my head. What ways do you think you've, well, maybe we could say that for the end. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, Gigi has been, or yeah, she has been my first YouTube guest ever. So if you want to listen to our first interview, I did put the link in the description box. So you can just click on it and it'll take you right to our first interview from two years ago. I'm going to watch it over again just to see how we've changed. We should I'm do a it. Yes, we should do a screenshot. I like that. Then and now. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so you have another plant-based sister online, Quita's from Superfood Parents. Hey, Quita. What's up? She's giving you greetings and yes, all yes, the growth. Yes. She's growth too. She's rebranded. So Gigi, we can talk about where we're where we are as we have, but we've got to go back a little bit or a lot. Is that okay? Always, always, always. So do you want to share with us, um, you know, whatever you like to share, where you're from, how was home life as a child? She's watching both streams. <laughs> All right. Hmm. So I'll do a quick, I'll, I'll do a quick little recap. Um, yeah. So my parents are both Dominican. So I am a born Dominican in from New York, though. Um, I was a first generation uh, Dominican New Yorker, but I was raised in Boston with uh, my mother has three children. And I am the middle, the only girl. I didn't know that. Yes. I, and, that I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, um, most of us know that those middle children get the heaviest burden. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I'm not an only, I mean, I'm not a middle child. Yes, I've, I've heard it. So I used to think it on my own, but then I heard other middle children say the same thing. I was like, so what's it me? Especially when you have three kids. Right. Like, it's like, you know, the firstborn, then you got the secondborn, and then you got the baby. So the middle one gets the burden. Like, the middle one has to take care of the younger one mm -hmm. and also has to be taken care of by the older one. And for some, I think a lot of, I don't know, you can tell me, but I know growing up, I saw a lot of um, Caribbean women, specifically more Hispanic women, like cater to the boys more and be rougher with the women growing up. Girl, yes. I'm first generation American. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's absolutely the culture that yeah. I grew up in and it was the norm. It, mm -hmm. it just blows my mind. Um, I, I wouldn't mind making a plate for, for my partner. I have no problem with that, but there was no free agency. It was, you know, 
make their plates and then you eat after. Well, it, it was, and it was, you know, um, the men had to eat first before the kids and, um, you know, you're slaving away doing everything and he does nothing and helps with nothing in the house. Like it was just, uh, it didn't work for me. <laughs> so, um, my mom was, you know, she did the best she could as a, as a woman who was never raised by her mother because her mother died as a child. And mm. she, she, she grew up way too soon, you know, cause she had ended up having to take care of her two younger sisters. Mm-hmm. So she, and I'm sure she was traumatized in many other ways, but I've, she's never opened up to me on that. Um, but one thing I do know is my aunt was um, sexually molested one way, shape or form. I don't know how. Real quick. No. So I meant to tell you that on YouTube, we can't say that word. Okay. So let me think. Um, just say M'd or gr- great. Great. Okay. You so get what I'm trying to say? Great. Huh? Great. We'll use the word great for it. Yeah, whatever you feel comfortable with, just okay. as knowledge is not the full. Okay, you know, I got you. I got you. YouTube will strike in a moment. Ooh, okay, okay, I got you. I got you. My father right, told so, you earlier. Um, my, I, I'm sure she was. Um, something happened to her because she ended up, um, doing other things to other people. Um, many, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um. And I believe I was about six when it started. Um, Excuse me, was this, you said your mom or your auntie? Her sister. Her sister, got it. My mom's uh-huh. sister, her younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I said it more than likely happened to her for yeah. her to have been so young doing it to us. Right, exactly. So um, childhood started really... Um, not often, not and not in a great start because most of my first memories was being great, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it wasn't, it was her, it was my older brother, um, an, a cousin, another cousin, another cousin, another cousin. Um, so it was so many, and it was like a lot of um, what I call compounded trauma. Mm, what do you mean by that? You know what compound interest is? No. Okay, so compound interest in the financial world is if you have $100 and your interest is 10%, if you're receiving compound interest, every day you are going to receive. So Today, you deposit $100. Tomorrow, it's going to be $110 because it's 10%. Oh, yes. Now you're, going to, now you're going to get 110 times 10%. Mm-hmm. So every day, the interest compounds. Oh. Well, trauma does the same thing. Yeah. It compounds. And if you never actually deal with each and every trauma it actually builds up. 
to a great deal of pain, really. Um, so that's my childhood was was challenging. Mm. Um, I can't recall actually being having I had happy moments, you know, a few experiences, but I was not a happy child at all. Mm. Is that something you felt or do you recall some adults telling you that? And the reason why I'm asking, because I've, um, including a family member, that their childhood was so traumatic that they don't remember. It's literally the first 12 years of their life has been completely wiped out. Like a memory disc is just locked in. Yeah. So when you say that you weren't a happy child, was it because people told you or you just felt that? Oh, no. I, I, I have strong recollection of everything, how mm. I felt. Um, when one of my cousins uh, attempted to, um, what do you, I guess he, it came out. I told one of my, I told my aunt that um, he had, you know, and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And. Yeah. And um, it, it somehow or another, it got back to him that I said it. Well, he confronted me. He called me to confront me. Because really, thought, yeah, because he thought I was such a I was so young that I forgot. Oh, damn. He wanted to hear it from me for me to tell him specifically that it happened. Right. And once I told him, he hung up. He knew I remembered everything. Really? Yeah. And my brother actually recently um, contacted me and attempted in <laughs> I got you got to laugh at people you got to laugh at people to not get angry really cuz people do some really some really foul stuff can Come i curse? a little closer to the microphone can I curse? um <laughs> does youtube let you curse <laughs> youtube is just not letting us be great um, youtube okay i will not curse youtube i'll make sure i do not curse <laughs> is that better yeah. All right. So do you want to hear that one? Sure. Okay. I think this this is good for people who want to confront their um their I don't know how to say it. Their A's. Their A's. Okay. Um because I had someone send me a message on Facebook, a young lady that I grew up with, and she wanted to confront my brother. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? She was like, he arred me. What? Really? Yes. Now, mind you, he emmed me until I was 15 from the time I was six that I can remember. Right. To the time I was 15. So when he and I had this conversation last year, he called me to, I thought it was an apology because that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. I was told he was calling me for an apology. 
excuse me, um, and I knew he was on his, can I say a, a disease? What does it start with? C. No. Okay. Well, he say has the, the beer virus. He has the C and no, not, the, not that one. C. Oh, cancer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, girl. I don't even know what I can and can't say. I know. I have to think about <laughs> Quita. Okay. I, if you're listening, girl, help us out. Come on, because we need to get these truths out here. But I, you know, this is new for me as well with all these okay. YouTube videos. So he, he has he 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 had cancer twice in the throat, and I was told that he wanted to apologize. So I answer. It was not an apology. It was an accusation. It turned into um, him telling me that I had a heart A, and that's why he did it because I was, you know, with everybody else. Why wouldn't he be? Really? Yeah. While he has cancer. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, this is your time to repent and to, you know, be sorry and be regretful and be empathetic. He was so disgusting. So I definitely have um, told all of my family members I want nothing to do with him. Mm. Um, he has no value in my life whatsoever. And it's not because of what happened to us as children. Because I don't actually blame him for what happened to us as children. Absolutely. That's not even the, the issue. The issue is that he's blaming everyone else but himself for his actions. Mm. See, because it happened to me and I didn't do it to someone else. Wow, so there you go. He uses, he uses that as the excuse that... She did it to him, so he did it to me. That's not a good enough excuse because I've never done it to anyone. Right. I made sure that I protected everyone from anything like that versus committing it, you know? Well, so, how did your family take it when you told them the boundary that you set? Um... By that time, they have already seen how he acts. And he does, this is the thing. If you, if you are, if you know you did something wrong and you apologize for it sincerely and make actions to, you, you can't take away what you did. However, you can put in some positive into the world mm -hmm. to minimize all the negative you did. I love that. I love that, Gigi. I love that. Yeah, because this, that's the thing. People don't recognize that. So just because you, you put out 10 negative things, okay, so how about this? You recognize you did 10 negative things. How about if you do 20 positive? Ah, like that compound interest you were talking about earlier, right? Exactly. Because that's the only way our brains naturally go to negative first. Because we're on alert. 
and we don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want to be hurt. So our natural system is set up to be on alert if something happens. So if you're always on alert, you eventually will get sick because your body is not naturally meant to be in a height state in state of of alert. So exactly. you know we're supposed to be at homeostasis on a regular on a regular regular level. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be cool, calm, collected. Anything else? Once we move that stress to the body, good stress. We have used stress and we have distress. Well, when we relive all of the things that happened to us in the past that were negative, then we distress our own selves. Yes. So I have, I'm not going to say I figured it out, but for me, I have learned that every negative thought that I may encounter in my head, Mm -hmm. I just counteract it with five positive ones. Mm. And it works for me. Um, I hope it worked. I've I've helped a few other people and it does work for them because especially if the older you are, the more accustomed your mind, your body, and your soul is used to that particular thought and that action and that feeling. Because it's comfortable. Even if it's negative and damaging, it's comfortable. Comfortably uncomfortable. Comfortably uncomfortable. Um, someone gave us a cheat sheet. Um, let me help us out. So here are some options. We could say mm-hmm. that he had the big C for the terminal illness, okay. the person that did bad things to me, or the person that messed with me instead of the M word, and okay. the person that ruined me instead of the R words. Okay. Thank you, love. Thank we, you. We, we appreciate it. We needed a whole we we need a whole book to to really and you know I actually looked this up because I realized some of the topics that I have coming on and we I still don't want it to deter me from the word getting out and for the healing to take place and I googled and googled and I could not find YouTube has everything else but the restricted words. I mean, if it's out there, someone help me out and email me or DM me or something. Or drop the link in the chat. Give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. But yeah, I do agree um, how the body, and there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score, and your body does remember trauma. Um, In the book, the author he had recalled um he had a client who i'm gonna summarize it he was young and his parents took him out to dinner and realized uh told him that they were getting a divorce Mm. and he you know he was traumatized from it a lot of kids could be are and Mm -hmm. so now as an adult he never understood why when he would go to this particular restaurant, he would become violently ill. Mm. He went to the doctor, the GI, 
they ran tests, they scoped, and they could not find yes. what was wrong with him. And then he, for whatever reason, he ended up going to therapy. I don't, I missed that part of the story. And through therapy and the talking of it, so not saying that you have to go to therapy for, I mean, it'd be great, but just from talking instead of holding it in, he realized and the memory came right back that when he was a child, when his parents told him that they were getting a divorce, he became violently ill in the restaurant and vomited everywhere. And that just stayed with him. And after he, excuse me. It triggers him. Absolutely. But once he made that connection after that, he never was sick eating at that restaurant again. Isn't that something? Well, because he knew what the issue was. Once you get to the root cause of, of something, then you can actually deal with it. Yeah. But most most people tend to run, um, run from their problems. And remember, their problems are inside of them. So I don't know how you're trying to run from your own self. <laughs> I know because we're always with us. We're, like, always we where we're, <laughs> we're always where we're at. So for people listening, if you could uh, maybe if you like share your experience, how you ran from yourself. Um, I can share my experience. This is one of the lighter topics I can talk. This is real YouTube friendly. I, I, I like to travel and I it got to a point. I traveled a lot. Nothing's wrong with it, but now in retrospect, the reason why I was traveling, I was actually running, literally running away from what was going on. And um, I had a ball. I had a good boy. We had a time last night. I had a great time, but the genesis what? of why I was doing not because I wanted to just, you know, kick it and just explore and stamp my passport, but I was running. Your girl was, your girl was running. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so many things that we use. Um, buying clothes, um, the way we look, you know, um, being obsessed with so many different things, obsessions over how you look, how your house looks, how your kids look. Um, Shopping. You know, shop it's it's so many things you know the alcohol the cigarettes the sex sex yeah i, I don't know. know if i can say it out <laughs> i said it with the g sex <laughs> how about this this is a trigger for me running away from myself so if, if a relationship would end so I'm going to run away from that as opposed to dealing with the relationship trauma that happened. I'm going to just jump into another relationship. And now that's a famous one. Yeah, that's one of the most famous ones is jumping into another relationship immediately after without ever sorting out your emotions, um, your feelings, um, you know, because especially if it was a real relationship, Ooh. like a relationship that you made, you know, a life with, you made a future with, 
-hmm. that you had future talks of what you were going to do in the future. And maybe you changed your life for this person. Or your last name. That too. Like there's so many things, but this is the thing. It hurts so much because now you're a different person. The person you were thinking you were going to be was that wife, that partner, that whatever it is. And now your whole vision of of that future is gone. Mm. So it, it that's why it becomes so difficult for a lot of people to let go of a relationship and um, hold on to that pain, that hurt because they know it and they don't want to let it go because if they let it go they think that like they gave up yes most people who have been traumatized are loyal people we're some loyal people we loyal we loyal we do not want to give up on anyone. We don't want to let go. The problem is, is that we hold on to the wrong people. Uh-huh. It's okay to hold on to someone, but not someone. You, you, we should never be loyal to someone who is not loyal to us. Who Absolutely. Hurts, who hurts us? Like consistently. Especially consistently, like if it's a one-time thing, you know, we're all human and the person could have made a, you know, a, a misjudgment or whatever it is, but a consistent basis. And you, when you're around this person and I can speak, I can speak this for, from experience. Mm-hmm. When I was married to my ex-husband, for 14 years when he would come I didn't know you were married that long girl as the scratch I I have four children with him I did not know it was 14 years 14 years and when remember when you said about that book the, the 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 man that was sick when he went to the restaurant the body keeps the score yes so I was sick for 14 years And what kind of, if you don't mind sharing. In every way. Like I was constantly in a hospital, um, mainly stomach issues though, but I was depressed. I was anxious. I was, I had all kinds of everything, all kinds of ailments. From the moment I left, I can't tell you if it was him or Florida or both. I have never been in the hospital ever again since I left both of them, Florida and him in Florida. Really? I have never been like, I've been in the hospital for my pain, which is kind of, that's for me, that's normal. Um, But not like I had to get, you know, um, they had to, you know, put me in the hospital for the, for a week to find out what's wrong with me. And I have not been in a hospital. I can show you my medical records of while I was married to him for 14 years and without him for 14 years. 
and it looks like two completely different people. Amazing. Amazing how we, like another person, their soul, their spirit is so dark that it can affect you physically, not just emotionally and mentally, but physically your body lets you know. May I share a story? Please. Girl. Okay, this is my first time saying it because this literally just happened yesterday. Okay. So, uh, all right. So I was driving and I decided to go to someone's house. It was a family member's house. And I had not seen this family member in definitely not this year. Okay. And I, I wanted to go because I didn't have the sense of an obligation because I had set firm boundaries in place. So I was proud of myself that I could decipher, well, is this obligation or is this because I really want to see this family member, but I also gave myself a time limit. If they start with that mm-hmm. bullshit, I'm gone. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm going to, you know, we made arrangements and I'm headed there. Girl, do you know the closer I got to the house, my body, it felt like, it felt like it, it was just tight. And I felt it start from my shoulders and I felt like uh, someone was squeezed. I felt like I was a toothpaste. It was tension and it was anxiety. Mm-hmm. And instantly, I'm like, God damn, what did I even? My body is telling me, you do not want to be there at all. Mm-mm. And um, I went and I felt my sense of anxiety. It was just, it was like a battery pack and it just kept going up and up and higher up. And higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was getting higher and higher. And so, before when I didn't know about boundaries because I didn't grow up with boundaries, I just endured because suffering was norm. It was dysfunctionally normal. And I said to myself, you know what, Ursula, you're not going to let your battery pack get so hot that it's going to explode. I placed a firm boundary and I said, well, I'll be leaving in about two minutes. So, you know, let's get all our loving in right now. And Uh, I left and I got in my car. I was still tight until I got on the main road. I, I can hear myself right now. And I went like this. Woo. Good breathe. I took their hands off my shoulders and my head and the residual I, I was still trying to literally shake it off. And we're going to get into that because I know with you being a dancer, I literally had to shake it mm-hmm. off physically. And I drove home and I sat in, I sat in the car, took another deep breath. And I just, you know, you're safe now. And I have learned to talk kind to myself and self-soothe. Like even now while I'm talking, you see I'm self-soothing myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I'm realizing that because I'm watching myself do it. So there you go. So it's there, you know, but I, I am proud of myself because now but you I know it's there now. 
Yes. I know it's there. And it's just the I have coping skill and I'm still learning it. But I said all of that to say it's there and it's great to have coaches like yourself where we can recognize when these traumas come up. So we may not be able to verbalize it, but our body is going to tell us. And um, I don't quote me exactly, but there is research that shows a correlation between uh, GI issues, lower back issues, stored traumas. Yes. Yes. Um, I believe you saw the video that I shared. Um, So I have, since I was six years old, which now I'm 48, about to be 49. That's right. So over 40 years now, I have been suffering with back pain. Mm -hmm. At first, of course, before I started my, uh, my healing journey, I did not know what you just stated because that's where we store all of that pain is in your lower back. And because mine's was never dealt with until I was in my 40s, it was the pain compounded. So I have been actually seeking for Reiki healers and different types of spiritual healers to remove the pain from my body now. Because I have been successful with removing the pain from my mind. Mm. from my soul so it has no attachment to me where Mm. I am able to speak about my brother you know hurting me I'm able to speak about my cousin and my aunt and all these different you know my exes everybody hurting me right without any feeling of emotion attached to it it's just like I said you know oh I I dropped my my shoe it's it's no 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 emotion attached to it because I no longer have that painful attachment to it. I'm glad you said that because as you were speaking, I'm thinking, would you really not not have any attachment, but or emotional? But when you said the emotional attachment, maybe the re the way you react to it. Well, the or- way you feel. So we mainly, as as human beings, we mainly remember the most things when we have an emotion attached to it. Yes. A good one or a bad one. So if you're constantly reliving this one event, your body is also reliving it because your body and your mind do not know the difference between a, a real action and a thought action. That's true. It doesn't know the difference. So it's reality to your brain because that's what you're thinking. Right. It's your now. So you're constantly putting yourself under these conditions of stress, of fight or flight. Girl. So your 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 pupils are starting to dilate. Your digestive system shuts down. Your blood pressure goes up. Your I'm sorry, goes down and your heart rate goes up. So you're physically like 
a bear just is, is about to attack you. You're in fight or flight response. <laughs> nothing is happening to you. Like outside of you, nothing is happening to you. But because of what you keep reliving, your body thinks it's happening. Yes. Just like hearing a gunshot or a bear coming at you, your brain isn't going to think, okay, it's a gun, it's a double bear, or it's a bear, it's a black bear, it's a with spot. No, it's danger. Go. It's danger. Go. <laughs> you see a bear, you, not, you don't care what color he is. You going. <laughs> you get in survival mode. But as you were speaking, girl, it just, it hit me. Uh, how we relive it. And I'm thinking about different relationships that we've been in or, or other people, how we don't get to the root of why are we still in this toxic ass relationship or why do we, why are we still um, attracted to this, this toxic type of personality? And we don't asking ourselves these questions it's a different man, different D, but it's the same outcome. Why? And then we keep reliving it. We keep going back to these. Girl, me too. Me too. It's you. You're the common denominator. Right. Exactly. We each, we each have to look at ourselves because especially um, if you have not healed from anything, from a previous relationship, from your childhood, from whatever it is that has happened to you that has you fearful that you don't want to be hurt. You don't want to love, you don't want to be in a relationship again because you don't want somebody to hurt you. That's like saying you don't want to live. Yeah. Like we, we, in, in, in order to be alive, you have to feel something. Ooh. You have to feel. How are you not alive? We ain't flatline mean you dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unalived. You gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we, we have to appreciate going up and coming down. So when we're down, we, we know we're going to come up. This is just uh, this point in my life. I'm down here, but I'm going to work my way back up. When you're up, say, you know what? I'm good up here, but I know I'm going to go back down. But that's just for a little bit. Yes. Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Supreme and Buddha walk so mean The way you fit in them jeans You eat your cornbread and greens Dance or a doctor Red wine or vodka Redesign your spot And redefine your mantra Retwist your locks And realign your chakras Doing your squats And getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad Or taking a girl's trip Adjust your crown You God's gift to the world Says celestial body Drink your water Meditate Sun kiss goddess Heavenly order Levitate Tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic Melanin popping Whether you ratchet or lavish Whether you Bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift together Man, these black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift together, dog.